0: I said you can have you like. Hello everyone and welcome to episode number twenty two of the Building Strength Podcast with your boy Theo Lim. For today's episode we will be talking about money money and personal finances i know you might be wondering this is a building strength strength training personal trainer strength coach physical preparation coaches podcast why the hell are you talking about money well i named the podcast building strength because that's a very general title and it basically allows me to talk about anything I want. Because in life, I think there are many facets of strength and being strong in your personal finances is just as important as being strong in the gym. So to give some background info, Again, as you guys know, I'm only 25 years old so I haven't been in the market for too long. So how I got started with money and actually let me back up a little why I'm even talking about money. So I'm a big fan of talking about money, discussing with my friends about money, their goals around finances, what they're doing. Um, what's helping them, what's holding them back. So I'm a big, big fan of talking about money. So if you guys ever want to chat, I'm down for that. I love it. I was never like this. It's probably, I've developed this over the last three to four years. And why I'm talking about this and why I think it's so important. So sometimes my girlfriend of like oh man you're always talking about money like why is it so important to you what's what's more important than money to you and i told her every literally everything is more important than money um my family my girlfriend my friends my hobbies my career as a coach um training living life uh going outside coffee reading books Riding bicycles, riding motorcycles, all of that shit is more important than money. But in order to do all of that shit comfortably, in order to take care of my family in the future, in order to take care of myself, make sure I'm eating well, in order for me to have an opportunity to create my own business or create my own storefront all of that requires money and I'm missing a big one right here travel traveling is such a big part of my life it's one of my top priorities maybe not right now but I know in the future travel will be a top priority in my life so in order to do all these things money is required so That is why I'm talking about this. That's why I think it's so important in my life. Getting your money right. So how did I get started with all this? I was lucky enough to have parents that pushed me to start working at a fairly young age. So I was working when I was 15 and I started working at a summer camp throughout the summer Um, So I would work full-time throughout the summer and it's a good amount of money when you're working 40 hours a week, right? So I started working at a summer camp as well as my dad's factory job. I would hop in there and grind away at the factory. That's not really fun, but it worked for that age. So I did a summer camp. I did some factory work and then those were summer jobs and i was pretty good at saving money um i think from my parents drilled this into me like okay you're making x amount don't spend all of it like that's stupid that would be the most that would be the stupidest thing to do so you're making this amount you're 15 years you're 15 years old there's literally no expense in life so it was just putting money away, putting money away, always saving money. So that was already drilled into me very early on. And even before all this, I remember I started to get a, an allowance. Um, so I was lucky enough to get an allowance. I think we started around like maybe 12, 12 years old to like 16 years old. And I remember getting $10 a week. a week isn't a whole lot, right? It was just enough that I, you know, I could touch the money and I at the end of the month if I saved all of it I'd have $40 And I could possibly buy a video game, but I remember even when I was young I had this mindset where I would go to my go to the convenience store with my friends and everyone would be buying chips or Pokemon cards or Yu-Gi-Oh cards And I was like, shit, I only have $10. If I buy a pack of Pokemon cards, I'll have a dollar left. That's stupid. So being me, I usually didn't spend any of it. I just kept it and I just stacked it up from an early age. So even back then, I had this mindset of, I had the saving slash frugal mindset. So fast forward... Then in high school, I started working part-time. I worked part-time at a grocery store. And just always having that income coming in at an early age, being able to buy food and being able to go out when my friends wanted to go out. And also being able to save money. Fast forward into university, college, and again, I worked... A pretty good amount of hours while I was studying, and I think that helped me out a lot because then the student loans didn't pile up. Um, basically, whatever I worked throughout the year would go into tuition. Um, so, all throughout university, I worked part time. I was making just enough money to pay for the tuition. So, when I came out of university, there were no student loans. There was no, like, looming $40,000 in debt. Because fuck that. So that's kind of the background I came from. That's how I started. So I was always saving money, always putting money away. Trying not to buy dumb shit. There was a period of time where I did spend a lot of money online shopping. And that's actually what forced me to move out. Of my parents house because at the end of the month the credit card bill would come and it'd be like 700 bucks 800 bucks 900 bucks and I after a couple months of that I was like what the hell am I doing if I'm spending this amount of money on stuff that I didn't really need I knew in my head that I could spend the same amount on rent and just live on my own So that's what kind of drove me to move out. Because I was already spending that money on dumb shit. So I might as well have my own place. So I moved out, did that. So one of the... There are two books that have really helped me with my understanding of money. One of them being The Wealthy Barber. And the newer edition is the one to read. It's The Wealthy Barber Returns. So that one really helped me out, it set my mind in the proper place, and then the second book which I only read maybe last year was The 10x Rule. Um, So let me rewind, The Wealthy Barber is by David Chilton, and The 10x Rule is by Grant Cardone. So The Wealthy Barber really helped me lay out a good foundation of personal finance understanding. What that helped me with was there's one main takeaway. There are a couple main takeaways. Number one, pay yourself first. I'm going to say that again, pay yourself first. So a lot of people try to do a budget. They try to make a budget. So they're going to spend X amount on this X amount on this X amount on this. And then they're going to save whatever is left. What usually happens is that by the time the end of the month comes and you're going to put away whatever is left, there's usually not as much as you thought there would be. So the idea of paying yourself first from the wealthy barber is that what you can do, you know you're getting X amount from your paycheck, right? What you can do is set up an automatic withdrawal from that account to a savings account. So, say I'm pulling in, say every paycheck you get $2,000. What you would do is set up a, an automatic withdrawal. That's really, it just transfers to another account. This happens, say, when that paycheck comes or at the first of the month, whatever you prefer, right? And you set in an amount that is realistic for you. Like, basically, put away as much as you can, right? Obviously, you'll need to account for other things such as rent, your car, gas, insurance of sorts, whatever insurance you have, gym memberships, whatever. So, you set up an whatever amount, say, out of the $2,000 every two weeks, I can realistically put away $400. I'm going to set up an automatic withdrawal of $400 whenever my paycheck comes in so paycheck comes in $2,000 immediately $400 is going into a savings account and I'll go more into like what kind of savings accounts or what you're saving for specifically but right now paying yourself first is the number one step what that will do is allow you To not need a budget because if you've already saved X amount what else do you really need to budget for you can just spend as freely as you want really because you've already done your saving for the month so paying yourself first really helped me um, accelerate my savings because this is money that you don't even see You don't even feel it, like it really doesn't even affect the quality of life. So a good guideline is 10% 10 if you can. Obviously, if it's only 5%, whatever, it's still better than nothing. But a good guideline is anywhere from 10% of your income to as much as you can save. So for most people, that's going to be like 10 to 20% of your net income. And so that goes every month. And say you save 400 bucks every month. At the end of the year, this is money you don't even see. At the end of the year, you're going to have close to $5,000 saved up. Right? So these are just arbitrary numbers. Um, use this for your own personal finance. So paying yourself first. Number one. That helped me a lot. Number two. An expense report. A in other words, a spending summary. So I do this to this day. I started this four years ago. I kind of fell off a little bit in the middle, but I'm on it right now. So a spending summary. So what I do is I set up on a spreadsheet on Google Sheets, I have a expense slash spending summary. And then on my phone for the day to day. I have a spending summary in my note keeping app so just to give you guys an example of my fixed costs. So you're basically going to look at all the fixed costs that you have to pay every month. So for me that's currently my rent at home, my gym rental, my cell phone, and my car insurance. These four things are my fixed costs. I know that's what I have to pay to basically live. And then you have your variable costs. For me, because I'm pretty frugal, I don't have a whole lot. There are a couple of key things that I'm always paying into. So number one being groceries. Number two being food or drinks outside of groceries. Number three, gas slash car. Whether that's car washes, gas fill-ups, changing the tires, you know, maintenance. And then the rest is going to be stuff like stuff that kind of just pops up. So I'm looking at my April spending summary right now. There's groceries, there's food, there's gas, there's gift cards for clients that um, sent me referrals. Uh, Maintaining my dreadlocks. There's supplements. Last month I had to pay uh, the CRA for the tax return. So literally in my notekeeping app, I have a list here. And every time I spend whatever money, I put it into this notekeeping app. So this is something I do on the daily, or some days you don't spend any money. But this is something I do on the daily. And then at the end of the month, I will input this into my spreadsheet. So I have the fixed costs, monthly fixed costs, and then monthly variable costs. So an expense, a spending summary. This is gonna kick you in the ass if you've never done this. And I highly recommend if you wanna get your money right, you need to go know where your money is going, right? So if you're serious about getting your money right, or if you've never gotten your money right before, If you've never even given these things attention, I highly recommend a spending summary. Use a note keeping app or use a pen and paper, whatever. For a whole month, just write down every single thing you spend your money on. And at the end of the month, I will guarantee you're going to look at it and be like, what the fuck am I doing? Because I only restarted this last October. And what was happening was I was eating... Out a lot I was buying a lot of food outside so this just brings awareness to what you're doing with your money and what I saw was that I was spending $200 on groceries and $300 on food outside of groceries that doesn't make any sense at all if you're trying to get your money right you should be spending the majority of it on groceries and a little less on food outside Obviously, it depends on the month. Some months, there might be more get-togethers, there might be more birthdays, whatever. That's all fine because you've paid yourself first. So none of this really matters. It just brings awareness to, okay, well, I'm trying to save money. I'm trying to get my money right. But I'm spending so much money on food outside. Or I'm buying all this dumb shit. Like, what am I doing? So number two, spending summary. Very key if you want to get your money right. I'm going to talk about it all today. This is going to be a lengthy lengthy one. Um, again, I love talking about this. I'm a big fan of personal finance money. So, it's quick recap. Pay yourself first. Set up an automatic withdrawal that will shuttle your money into another account. That account you do not touch at all. So, you have that automatic savings every month. And then you have your spending summary every single month. And now, so that's going to help you become more aware of what the hell's going on. In terms of where to save and where to invest your money, that's really going to depend on your current situation. Because, say, for someone like me, I would. My goal is to open up my own storefront slash gym, right? So for me, I can't put all of my money into a long-term savings vehicle because I need to be able to access that money. So in that way, that's my unique situation. That's my individual situation. So you just have to be aware of um, what you're trying to do work towards say in the next five to 30 years and then that will help you that will help you to determine what you're going to do with your money excuse me so again pay yourself first start a spending summary and then from there you can start to reduce expenses this is the number one step step number two is Starting an emergency fund. An emergency fund is a certain amount of money that you can put away somewhere that you can access at any time. This will probably come in the way of a savings account or a a high interest savings account. These are things that will, you know, unexpected expenses come up all the time. Whether that's replacing appliances in your home, Replacing your Macbook, replacing your cell phone, um, you know, your car broke down, emergency fund. So what happens with the emergency fund? How much money you should have in the emergency fund? Most people, the general guideline is from 3 to 12 months of expenses. So say each month your expenses add up to, say, $2,000. If you need six months of that, you need $12,000 in an emergency fund. So three to 12 months is a pretty big range. It's really going to depend on your line of work. For me, my income varies month to month. um, So it's a little uncertain. So generally you're trying to have nine to 12 months of expenses set up. If your job is a little more stable, Or, you know, you can kind of get a position elsewhere within, like, a couple months. Three to six months of expenses is great. So an emergency fund is excellent. That's step one. Set up an emergency fund. Step two. Pay down any of your high interest debt. So whether that's consumer debt, credit card debt, uh, car loan, whatever. Pay down your debts. If the interest rates are fucked pay them down faster next step after that is to save for any large like future large purchases maybe in your head you know that you need a couch in a couple months start saving for that couch or maybe you want to invest in yourself say for me there's a course I'm looking at towards the end of the year and it's about $1,500 so I know I have to put that a certain amount of money away for when the time comes. So quick recap, pay yourself first, start a spending summary, start an emergency fund, and then pay down all of your debts or all of the high interest debts. From there, you can start saving for large purchases or personal investments as well as starting to save for retirement. Again, it depends on your goals. Start saving for retirement, and then start saving for other goals. Maybe your child needs to have some sort of education. Maybe you want to save for vacation. Maybe you want to save for a property. Or maybe you just want to retire early, so you just save more. So these are the simple steps to start to get your money right. Um, Let me replay all that again. We got our paying yourself first and then this will go into, say you don't have an emergency fund right now. Then that maybe starts needs to start going into an emergency fund or maybe you have an emergency fund already. Start paying yourself for that couch that you want. Or start paying yourself for that um, vacation that you want. This is all after an emergency fund. Emergency fund comes first. Because shit happens. A lot of shit happens. And I'll go into that a bit later as well. From there, then you start saving for um, investing in yourself or investing in property, whatever, right? So pay yourself first. Set up a spending summary. Set up an emergency fund, pay down any high-interest debts, and then start saving for all the other shit. So this is these are the main things I get I got from um, the wealthy barber and the wealthy barber returns. Another good resource that I peruse a lot is on Reddit. There's a subreddit. It's called Personal Finance Canada, and I've learned a lot from this subreddit. Just seeing what other people are dealing with and taking note of what they're doing well, taking note of their mistakes, and not trying not to replicate what they're doing if things are not going well for them. So Reddit, Personal Finance Canada, I'm going to link all of this in the show notes. I'll link all the books that have helped me as well. So that's kind of like your baseline, how to get started with getting your money right now let's move into say your money is kind of right like you're you're sitting on an emergency fund you've got some long-term savings going on and you know you feel confident about what you're doing so now let's move into what i learned from grant cardone's the 10x rule now this really kicked me in the ass because Up to that point, I was just all about saving money, always saving money, always putting away money, which is fine, which is really good. But one thing I wasn't taught and one thing that's taking me a while to get a handle on is how to multiply your money. So Grant Cardone, he's known for his sales training. He's known for 10X. He's all about action, action. So what he said, there are three simple steps to learn or to get your money right. There are three simple steps to get your money right. Number one, you have to learn. Well, let me back up. There are four simple steps to get your money right. Number one, you have to learn how to make money. Whether that's working a nine to five, whether that's utilizing your skills. So you can go out there and provide value for people you have to learn how to make money number two you have to actually make money so you have to create income Um, for me that's attaining more clients keeping those clients um, delivering results providing lots of value so learn how to make money make the money number three is save the money so don't buy dumb shit put your money away and number four the key is multiplying your money so really that's when I grew up I was just taught how to save money I actually wasn't really taught how to make money either this is something I've learning because I'm self-employed um, so learning how to make money is something I've been working on in the last couple of years and This is probably the most important. Especially if you're around my age. Like, well, at any time, really. But this is the prime time age. Anywhere from age 16, age 14, to like 35. Generally, we don't have families yet. Generally, we don't have a house payment. So nothing that's like tying us down too much. So this is a good time to learn how to make more money. And what I mean with that is I was having a conversation with my friend about this. And he he lives at home and he was telling me how you know, he's able to save x amount of money every month. And I told him that's really great. That's really really great because most people don't have much savings. So what I told him was that one thing I wish I had done more of when I was younger is that I didn't invest in myself that much. So what that means is investing in yourself in terms of upgrading your skill yourself, leveling up, whether that's taking weekend courses, whether that's taking an, another certificate course, or even putting the money away so that you can travel for two months and go learn, from someone else that you admire or someone who's in the position that you want to be in so investing in yourself is key especially when you have the ability to do it so this friend wasn't paying too much in rent he was paying a little bit of rent but nothing crazy Um, he has no major expenses like i don't think he's paying much for his food as well or groceries so it's like now is the time to take that two thousand dollar course Or that thousand dollar course that you're interested in that will make you a little more confident in what you're doing and by adding value to yourself you're going to be able to provide more value for other people and the more value you can provide for other people the more you can charge and the more you can charge the more money you're going to make so it's just the difference between say a trainer who's You know, they took their initial certificate, like personal trainer certificate, and they haven't really upgraded themselves for the next five years. Well, there's not much justification for them to raise their price versus someone who's taking one or two courses a year, constantly upgrading their knowledge, constantly... Increasing their exposure to other training modalities or just other experiences like that second person is going to be able to justify an increase in price. So that's one thing that I really, I don't regret it too much. I kind of did it, but not as much as I could have. Investing in yourself. Huge. So learning how to make money and then actually going out there into the market to make money. And from there, saving that and lastly, multiplying it. So for me, I'm not really at that stage where I'm able to multiply that much yet because I don't have the amount that's required to actually multiply in any significant manner. So right now, I'm in the creating income stage, learning how to make money, making more money, and just saving that money so that one day I have the ability to multiply that money. So that's how I'm currently operating. I'm leveling myself up, building myself up, um, so I can create more value for people, provide more value, uh, provide results for people and gain a solid following, build a community. So that's what I'm currently working on. I'm constantly saving money, trying to make more money. And again, this is all to drive at the fact that I want to take care of my family in the future, I might need to take care of my parents. Um, I'd like to travel six weeks a year. I'd like to have the freedom to lift weights. I would like to have the ability to buy the food that I want to buy so that I can live the life that I want to live. So those are my whys of why I'm um, so big on these things. And this is something I revisit every month because on my google sheets spreadsheet I update it every month I update my expenses I update my income and then I do a monthly net worth update which now let me give you some more concrete examples let me show you how I'm currently paying myself first so with my fixed costs and my variable costs there's another table beside this. It's my fixed investments monthly. So I have four categories right now. I have a net worth building category. This is my biggest one. I'm putting in I I only just jacked this number up recently and I've become more aggressive about the net worth of building. And then I have a second car- category. I use Wealthsimple. It's a robo advisor. It's like um, if you've ever heard of Canadian Couch Potato or like um, ETFs, exchange traded funds. Basically these are, um, it's similar to mutual funds but you're not getting raped by the bank and their fees. So I use Wealth Simple as my long-term savings vehicle. This is something I don't plan to touch ever. So I put... A certain amount into that as well every month and then my third one I pay into life insurance this is something I started my parents got me started in with it when I was 18 so the rate is very cheap and it also acts as a savings vehicle like at a certain point I can take the money out if I want to I probably won't so last one I have my car reserves it's not really an investment Now that I'm looking at it, it's more of like my fund for when shit goes wrong with my car. Because I drive a 2005 Honda Civic. Um, Shit's probably going to go wrong, but I do plan to drive it for at least another five years. So I just have a fund set up so that I can pay for stuff and it won't kill me when things go wrong. So I have four things right now. Fixed investments. Net worth building. Uh, my wealth simple which is a long-term savings vehicle life insurance and car reserves so those four things are kinda like my pay yourself first that's how I pay myself first I set up an automatic withdrawal every month for those four things so that all goes out of my main account and then from there I have the freedom to spend as I would like because after I pay my fixed costs and my fixed investments, there's no need to budget anymore because I'm already setting myself up to win there. So everything else is just kind of, it's going to go to food. It's going to go into groceries. It's going to go into taking my girlfriend out on a date. It's going to go to, um, to going out with my homies, that kind of stuff without ever having to stress so much about it because I've already done my saving. I've already paid myself first. That's why the paying yourself first is so powerful. So that's how I'm currently operate every month. I revisit this, um, I make sure things are going accordingly. And I know things are going accordingly because I've set up goals for, I set up goals for every three months for my income so every quarter and I set goals for the year as well so currently with the net worth building I mapped out at the end of the year I want to have a net worth of x amount okay for that to be for that for me to attain that how much do I need to put away every single month to get there divide that by Um, There are seven more months in the year. So boom, that's the number that I need to hit every single month. And that's how I'm doing it. So again, as I said, where you put your money is going to depend on your situation. You know, maybe you have student loans and the interest rate is kind of high. So you need to pay that off first. Maybe you don't have student loans and you have a nice corporate nine-to-five job and you feel very comfortable there okay put that money into a tfsa or an rrsp something more long-term because you know you won't need to touch it so again this is why or the reason why i'm so big on these things i never was i really never was i'd say five years ago you would never catch me being so in-depth about all these things and being so like rah-rah-rah about these things but it's really important and one thing that kicked my ass was my father's brain injury so my father as most of you know now two years ago he experienced uh he was in a motorcycle accident and he was diagnosed with a traumatic brain injury and for the last two years neither him or my mother has worked at all um, he's not able to return to work right now he's working on it um, but he probably I don't really see him getting there yet on maybe a couple more years we'll see but so he he has no um, work income like he gets paid through insurance like the insurance payouts as well as like disability I'm not really sure on the specifics there so he doesn't have an income and my mother doesn't have an income She's the full-time caregiver for him. And when that happened, because they had put themselves in a good position, you know, they had they had their emergency fund, they had their savings, they had their properties that they had um, saved up to buy. Basically, for them, their properties were was their way of multiplying their money. So they had all this, and that made it a lot less stressful because... They could continue to live frugally, while not working. Um, my, my dad was in the hospital for six months, my mom was there with him every single day, and then they went to another hospital for a couple months, and then they went home, and they don't work. They haven't been working for two years. So, And we talk about this a lot as a family. It's like, if they had not prepared for that, then what the fuck? They would have gotten destroyed. Like I'm sure many people experience this, where a traumatic event happens, they're unable to work, there's no income coming in, you still need to pay your bills, you still need to feed yourself, you still need to feed your kids, Um, that shit can go real bad, real quick. So that whole situation really helped me, Um, it pushed me to get more on top of this, because... Um, either that shit could happen to me, that shit could happen to my family and I need to be prepared for that. So that's one thing that really kicked me in my ass about money, finances, like getting your money right. Like say they were, say they hadn't set themselves up for success and they had an overwhelming amount of credit card debt. And then they had an overwhelming amount of student loans, whatever, anything, right? Or a car loan. And then suddenly there's no income coming in. Then now, what the fuck? So that's one thing that's really kicked me in my ass. Like, real life happens. Life happens. Um, Or what happens when you get fired from your job? Like, cutbacks happen. uh, Minimum wage increases, so then they need to get rid of employees. Or just like the market isn't too hot anymore so they need to get rid of employees you need to be prepared for when shit hits the fan Um, one thing grant Cardone and actually now me because the market has gone well for the last nine years since the 2008 2009 um, correction things have been going really well like this is an easy time to make money so now in my head I'm kinda prepared for okay if shit goes bad like I need to be prepared for this and what Grant Cardone says is that we need to be prepared to weather the storm so his own example was he said he was getting very comfortable 2007 he was doing really well 2005 2006 2007 so 2008 came around and he kinda got comfortable And then shit hit the fan, right? People were losing jobs. People's houses started. um, They weren't worth anything anymore. And if you don't have the proper amount of savings, you can't weather that storm. That storm will drown you. So it's just setting yourself up so you can weather any storm. And for me, it's all about financial freedom. The... The freedom to just operate and live the way you want to live without being affected by outside factors. Who cares if the market is trash outside? Who cares if um, all the prices came down? That's fine because you're, you're so comfortable in your own financial independence, financial freedom that these things won't touch you or they won't touch you as much as they will touch other people. So that experience with my family really helped me, really pushed me to get my shit together. Um, And now it's just on the come up. It's all, it's all, okay, let's build for my own. It's all build my own value, create more value, provide more value, um, level up, continue to become a better coach. And also continue to just become like better at everything, not just coaching, right? just better at everything, so that if shit ever hits the fan, I'm prepared. I've always prided myself in someone who, growing up, before I became a coach, I was like, I can do anything, you know, as long as someone teaches me, I'm confident I can do it, that's just the mindset I have, Um, so I'm just ready, I'm just preparing myself for life in general. I want to set myself up while I'm still 25. I want to set, like, in my head, by the time I'm 35, I know how that life looks. And this is a really big thing that I haven't um, touched on yet. Don't complain about the life you're currently living. Just visualize the life you want to live. Because when you visualize the life you want to live, specifically visualize the life you want to live, you'll know what you need to get there. So for me, I know that I really love motorcycles. I know I want two motorcycles when, I, when I'm when i in a spot, when I'm in a position to do so. Currently I have a car and I know adding a motorcycle is unnecessary at this time. I could do it, but that would be a stupid move. So I know I want two motorcycles in addition to the car. Um obviously some sick some kind of bicycle um, a sick gym that I can train at all the time and obviously some kind of either apartment or house that I can live in I don't really need I'm not too keen or too set on owning a house especially in Toronto I'm fine renting one but I want to live somewhere that's comfortable I want to eat food that I enjoy not i not like eating out of necessity because I can't afford the food I enjoy. I want to be able to afford that food. Um, these are my values. I think everyone will decide what they value more. I want to take care of my family. I want to be able to travel. So these are my whys. This is how I visualize my life in 10 years. So these are the things that keep me going so that I can attain that kind of stuff. And something that I actually do it's it's like I shop up a lot of the time. so I uh what did I do recently? I looked up the cost of an engagement ring slash wedding ring just to see you know you need to know how much these things cost, right? So I looked it up. I was like, okay, I need that amount to be able to afford it. And then another thing I do is I'll look into um I'm a big maserati fan or Tesla fan, I don't think I'll, it's too early to say, but in my mind, it's kind of a stupid move if I could just spend less on a vehicle, because those are $100,000 vehicles. But one thing that I do is I'll shop them. So I'll, on their website, I'll put together the exact specs I want, or I'll even go into the dealership and just like ask, how much does this cost? So I know, you know, when you shop up, you know what is needed to actually purchase that thing. But again, that's besides the point. I hope that this episode was helpful. Um, I think an important thing is having people you can talk to about these things. Whether that's online, that's the online forum, Personal Finance Canada. Whether that's your close friends or your family. I think it's really important to talk about money. Um One thing that I always say is that the people who don't want to talk about money generally don't have any money. Right? So I think it's really important to have people you can talk to about these things. Um, People who you can discuss your ideas with or discuss your struggles or your successes with. So have people you can talk to about these things. If you want, you can talk to me about these things. As you can see, I'm freaking into it so let me re let me go through those steps again make sure you pay yourself first set up an automatic withdrawal that you don't see it's not even going to affect your quality of life set it up put it somewhere else don't touch that money create an emergency fund create a spending summary or an expense report That's like the pay yourself first and the spending summary are your first steps. Those are your first steps that you can do today. Do those things. And then it's like saving for other things, investing in other things, investing in yourself. And again, learning how to make money, going out there to actually make the money, saving the money that you made, and then multiplying the money. That's all, nice and simple. At the end of the day, you just want to spend less than you make. That's really it, right? Spend less than you make. So I hope that was helpful. I enjoyed that podcast. I enjoy talking about money. Um, If you have any questions, please let me know. I'm going to link a couple of books that helped me a lot regarding finance in the show notes. I'll link that subreddit. And as always, if you guys enjoyed the episode, please rate it on iTunes. Please share it with your homies. These things go a long way. And thank you for listening. Like, I really appreciate you guys listening, you guys checking in every week. I love it when someone in person will come and tell me, like, oh, I listened to your podcast. You know, I took, I got this takeaway from it. You know, thanks for putting it out there. And thank you guys for listening. So with that being said, I'll catch you all next week. Make sure you get your money right. And peace.